0: Support the Amigos Podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast.
1: Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge.
0: Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodekar-Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to hit you with a double feature of Data East Classics. This is a double wide show. It is. It's double packed. You like that song... um, Made her the queen of my double-wide trailer with the polyester curtains and the red roof deck. No. You don't like that song? I don't like it. I, that is probably top five. Although with that song, time.
1: with your performance of that song, we have become the number one Amiga-related podcast in West Virginia. <laughs> right there, brother. Bam. <laughs> Just because of that. Well, I'm glad. We got um, double wides to beat the band, don't we? We, we do. Mm-hmm. You drive
0: down, you drive through the streets of Hurricane, West Virginia. There is no shortage of double wides. We've only got one
1: street boat. Yeah.
0: Well, I was trying to make this a little bit bigger. Um, so, Aaron, before we get into slides by and bad dudes, uh, we got some mail to open. All right, I love it. So this is a package. It is. Oh, well, I'm gonna save that for last. This. So you know what's in that one? Well, I don't know what's. I think I have some it idea. Looks like that one's been. This one, I. I well, I I opened it so I wouldn't have to. futz so with the scissors on the podcast. Sometimes I cut myself. This is from uh, a I'm guy, right. in uh De- in Delaware. Oh. Um, okay. He actually lives in Wilmington, which is the same city that my sister and brother-in-law live in. Uh, his name's Darwin. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. His name's Darwin. His name's Darwin. I've heard of him. Okay. Cool. Um
1: and I thought maybe it was George Thurgood. And the Destroyers? The Delaware Destroyers. Mm. That's the only reason I got that. I was trying to think of somebody famous from Delaware that I could just pop out. I got now. Well that's uh, was he from Delaware? I don't know. I just know about the Delaware destroyers. Just keep going. <laughs> Ignore that.
0: Okay. Edit that later. Okay, so this is a magazine. Oh, boy. This is um this is multiple things. So it looks like we've got a poster here. And it is a poster. Oh, Oh, that's tremendous. Still ready. So you know where that's going. That's going up Amigo on the wall. Studios East. Oh,
1: awesome. Let me yeah. have a look at this thing. That is. It's got all screenshots. It-
0: that is tremendous. Look at that, everyone. Let me- yeah, so it's a- for those listening at home, it is a Commodore logo uh, made up of many, many, many screenshots. Still so ready. Very cool. I love it. I love that. And this is uh, a magazine called Commodore and Amiga Plus. This is issue number eight, K and 8 Plus. And uh, this is a uh, magazine that Darwin asked me if we would like to review and uh, report back on what we thought of it. Have
1: you ever, I've never even heard of this magazine. Have yeah, this know?
0: is, I had not heard of it before he mentioned it. And they're up to issue eight? They're up to issue eight. Uh, this is a Polish magazine, but Darwin, oh, okay. Darwin is actually on the team that translates it into English.
1: So there's an English version. Yeah, and have that's, they, and they that's they all, what this is. Do you know if they've all been in English or is just I, the
0: first I, one? I don't know. I don't know. So Darwin, please let us know. Um, you know, we would love to have more information, but this is this looks good. Man. I mean, this looks like retro games. Have a
1: look at this thing. That is that is a very heavy paper. Yeah, that's the real deal. Um, I mean, that's a proper magazine. Yeah. It looks like it's got the same binding as my uh, D D modules. <laughs> I mean, it's got a real good bonding on it. Man, this you can't get enough Amiga mags. Yeah. love it. So, um, Darwin, we will read this thoroughly. and um, You said this is from... This is Polish. Yeah, Polish. Hey, we know yeah. that uh, Poland's got a, a ton of Amiga fans over there. They've got the best Amiga fans. Look at that, Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Thank you very much. And thanks, and also for the poster.
0: Yeah, that poster will go up on the wall in Amiga Studios East, and we'll send you a picture of that, That's too. That's fine. Nice.
1: There you go. Thank you very much. Yeah. I,
0: what a treat. Yeah, nice? absolutely. All right. Now, this next package... Is from our buddy in Hawaii. I know what this is. Aloha I know what this is. Yeah. to Jonas
1: Rulo. Gosh, the luckiest man on on the planet.
0: We've got a couple. we got a lot of stuff in here. So. Um, oh really? Yeah. In package, small package. Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Look dicey there uh, for a second. Um, I've got newspapers. Mm, turn off the cameras, folks. <laughs> this is an Amiga. It is. 500. Uh, yeah. Uh oh. A 3D printed Amiga 500. Well look at that.
1: Isn't that something?
0: You can add this to your little computer oh, collection. Let me let me let me read you this note. It says, hey guys, you can backyard wrestle over this one. Oh yeah. So this is what we were talking about. Um you didn't have girl. time to retro the the five
1: hundred case. I was gonna say this looks like my uh, yeah. this looks like my twelve hundred. It's a good kind of brownish that is but look how the uh, that's incredibly, you know, even the, it even says Amiga right yeah. here.
0: And he says it is, it is bamboo PLA. So if you're listening at it's, home, this is a, um, this is a 3D printed Amiga case. Um, and uh, the white is, he says the white is regular PLA. So, uh
1: I'll have to put up a picture of that. Yeah. That is very cool. That is awesome. Two Jerry's mice. Good. Too, so. And it's got the mouse. Yeah. It's got two oh, mice. Oh, I got both it. the mouse. It's got the, it's got two different tank mice with it. You can't really see those. They're a little tiny. Great. Yeah. So, I'm not even going to beat you for that one. I'm going to <laughs> let you, because you've got the other, you've got the other thousand.
0: Yeah, they'll, they'll sit side by side on the top of my computer. You've got, see, look, look you
1: often. are collecting Amigas. It's took am, all these years.
0: I am. All right, so we'll put
1: that That's away great. for
0: now. I want to make sure and not lose these mice. um
1: You don't have any cats, do you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the next thing in here, we have, oh, now this is something right up your alley.
1: It's a little alien.
0: Creepy alien keychain.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, I think I'll be taking that. Yeah. Look at that. Is this stuff he made? All of this yeah. stuff, right? Gosh. Okay. it would now, be fun to have this. Oh, cut. man, did you see how he cool gave it? us?
0: He gave us uh, both of them. Oh, okay, great. Alien keychain. So alien
1: This might go to the girlfriend right here.
0: And uh, I just want to go ahead and plug uh, Jonas's business here. His, yeah. his business is called Kona Impact, and they do websites, graphic design, online marketing, and large format printing. So if you are in need of any of those things, uh, he is helping Hawaii's business grow. Uh, and uh if you want to get in touch with Jonas uh, please do um yeah I can tell you his stuff is t- look at top this, look at the
1: did you look at how the fine detail now I mean it looks like almost looks like a lucha mask right you know right that is uh, it's incredible it what is. you can make gosh. And I can't cut wood, and this guy's he says going to work. He,
0: and he does 3D printing podcasts. He told me. Really? So, yeah, he's he's really into that scene.
1: I didn't know there were such things.
0: And finally, we have what is the, the what I what he told me he was sending. This is the motherlode, folks. This is really what you've all been waiting for. We have in this package a bunch of new wow. Amigos magnets.
1: Wow. Wow. And neat. so
0: th- this was the number one giveaway on our. Uh, episode 100 if you remember. And so uh we will be doing a, another event pretty soon and these will be given away. So Jonas, we can't thank you enough for uh for your generosity. Yes, thank um, you Jonas.
1: That's above and beyond sir. Yeah, yeah. i I've had people see mine and ask me, "Where'd you get that?" And I was like, "Well, why?" <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: So we will uh Oh, and look at this! He even he even put a an Amiga boing ball on that package. Look at love that! Love it! Yeah, love it! Attention so, to detail. Yeah, I, I lovingly ripped that open. Nice so. work! We didn't rip that. the boing ball. We yeah, you
1: got that down. Yeah, beauty. Thanks. Hey, thanks everyone. Yeah, Darwin and Jonas. Thank I you can't very wait much. I can with the magazine, and it'll be fun to give away those magnets because people did seem to want them. Yeah, you know they're
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, we got feedback, Aaron. Okay. Oh boy. So, uh, for, gonna, <laughs> go ahead. First thing comes from we're going a couple episodes back to our NeuroMancer episode, yes. and uh, La Sooner commented. He said, uh, "You mentioned Timothy Leary's involvement with this game. Uh, did you know that he was working on another game at the same time?" I read a little bit about that. So uh, he says. L.A. Sooner writes, I actually worked at Interplay in the mid to late 90s and worked on a multimedia CD that was never finished called Timothy Leary in the Garden of Chaos. It was an edutainment game, um, and uh, it was really one of those interactive multimedia experiences that were so popular when the CDs first came out. But the premise was that you traveled through uh, Timothy Leary's life and you got to see video of him and some of his famous famous friends talk about him and stuff like that. And uh, so... He, uh, he says, unfortunately – oh, he says, Brian Fargo was friends with him, which explains the Interplay-Leary connection. I guess he was a big shot at Interplay. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, it was weird and interesting, but ultimately they didn't think it would have an audience, and they canceled it. He was filmed on green screen, so the videos were composited into 3D environments that reflected whatever it was he was talking about. It was also the last interview he gave before passing away. And he says, unfortunately, I believe all the footage was lost in an Interplay bankruptcy.
1: Oh, man. So – and this fellow worked for them, eh? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy.
0: So that's that's an awesome story. You, know
1: I, I you know. know, I know I know I'd read that he had had some sticks in the fire, mm-hmm. and they were going to be pretty elaborate, especially given the technology the, of the day. Of course, you know CDs are really you know getting to be a bigger deal at that point. There's a lot of videos, but I mean, I saw some uh, of the crazy footage, just like they had still photos of it, and it was it was some really weird stuff. And the fact, honestly, I didn't know anything about Dr. Leary's involvement with Neuromancer until uh, uh, I'd researched that show. And now it's just, like I said, I always wonder why he was sort of mentioned in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, who Yeah. What's, yeah. how crazy is it that? Is, the hey, Thanks are for, really thanks for writing in on that. That is yeah, something. Thank right there. you, LA
0: Sooner. Um, and that's it for the, uh, the mailbag for this, week. the feedback for this week. So why don't we go on into the Amiga news All of right.
1: the week? All right. I will, uh, start off the, uh, let me let me get the uh, Amiga Tron 5000 here to the to, to our news area. Um, one thing I didn't put up in the news was uh, that uh, I had a chance to look, and I don't think I mentioned this on the last show, but I had a chance to look at, or in, and actually play the uh, uh, Raspberry Pi Ultimate Amiga uh, Collection. I know I mentioned it last time. It was sort of had had, was on the bad side of the WHD Amiga users group on Facebook. I went ahead and pulled it down. I had a look at it and uh, uh, tried out some stuff. And uh, I was pretty impressed. You know, I mean, it is a massive collection of Amiga stuff. It took forever to download, and there's already been an update for it, and I've installed that and looked at it. Uh, It does a pretty good job. Again, as we have once again learned when we were over here messing around uh, emulating the Amiga even in 2017 is not the easiest thing to do uh, and uh, this thing is not perfect mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination that said uh, it, does, it does a pretty good job they've been very clever the way they put it together it loads pretty quick and it works pretty well so I'm not gonna sit here and say I give it my ringing endorsement but I mean it's, if you're up if you're into the pie uh, if you've got the uh, ability to uh, get hold of say a one hundred and twenty eight meg or gif yeah, one hundred and twenty eight meg alright one hundred and twenty eight gig card uh, to pull this and then the ability to download this, you know, sixty five gig behemoth. Then uh then which hey I did it. Uh then uh you know give it a shot. You know if you really, if you want to go that way with your emulation. Um h- partnered up with a keyboard and everything, you've got yourself a pretty good replacement for an Amiga. Uh I w- again this is nothing I want to put in my uh into my crazy Commodore 64 retro Raspberry Pi setup, up, but uh, with, until they make it so you can access the menus and stuff with the, something the size from the F11 or F12, I'm bummed, because right. they don't have that. So And that stuff's still there, because no matter how thin you slice it, you're still using one of the only couple emulators on the Pi for the Amiga, and, it, and th- that's just hardwired in. So that's, mm-hmm. my, that's my biggest problem with that stuff. I wish they would, you know, wish something would come along from that, but say be. So, let's go down the list here. Uh, our good buddy, our good and dear friend, Chris Folds, has uh, turned me on to a... And I read about this uh, a little bit after he sent the... Uh, there's an expansion card that's, being, that's uh, uh, um, you know coming out soon for the CD32. And that is something. It's going to add uh, uh, some much-needed expansion to the CD32. It won't help me, <laughs> since my CD32 is jacked up. Yeah, the expansion part is part of the... Part That's the it. part. Of, I mean, I guess I could go there and patch it, you know. Uh, <coughs> it's my lot in life to have this damaged Amiga stuff, but uh, um, this would be nice. Uh, so, uh, um, if you have a CD32, and, you know, I've always heard that those things, I mean, I don't know it now, but I mean, back in the day, they were pretty accessible in the UK mm-hmm. uh, at, a, at, a decent, at a decent cost. Uh, now, if you're in America, you're boned because you're not going to get one cheap.
0: You know, it's funny. I was just searching through Facebook for sale posts today. And over in England, they're selling, you can get 500s all day long for less than 100 pounds. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: well, that's that's one up. I mean, they, I mean I've i heard too many people talk about I picked one up for 20 pounds. Oh, sure. And, and I
0: mean, this is Facebook where people are trying yeah. to so. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's a whole different world. Yeah. You know, like I said, when I saw that Amiga for sale here, about, I couldn't believe it. And by the way, just on, along those lines, you know, I've told the story. Yes, I went and got the Amiga, and it's great. Uh, I, I, I got greedy and I searched for Amiga again last week and found another one that came up. It was a guy who had an Amiga 2000 for sale uh, and he wanted much, much more. I can't remember what he wanted, but he ended up selling it on eBay. Mm. So he told me by the time I got hold of him, he'd already sold it. Right. You know, but still, hey, that's two. Yeah. And what are the odds? Like around here, they're pretty low. Um. So we also had a. Uh, let me see if there's anything we need. Oh, this isn't. I don't have this put up yet, but uh, I've noticed that the company's been updating some of their uh, uh, their EXE files. Of course, the company is the uh, is the guys that make the standalone EXE emulator files for the PC, and uh, you just you just click on the file and run it. You know, we've covered it many times, and they have released a, a, a slew of new ones. And the one that really caught my eye was uh, they 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 released. Um, Son of a gun! The uh, I just had it in my head and I lost it. The crazy platform game with the stupid name that we love, Rodland. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just did a, ro- a new. They did up. They did Rodland. Now I know you love Rodland. I love Rodland. Uh, now you can you can play it with the with the company's file. So you can check them out. Uh, they've like I said, they've updated a lot of their of their of their stuff. I mean, really too me and mention, I mention. They're going through and, and updating a lot of them. Um, let's see if there's anything else on here. Um, there was an article up this week. Uh, actually, Shane Monroe found this one. I'll give him credit uh, about a guy who uh, uh, took a C sixty four, and I'm going to mention this because it's so wacky. And he used this as a VR rig. Uh, I, I, I saw this shared on a couple of different sites. It's wacky, you know. Uh, but I watched the little video of the of what you'd see in the VR. It's kind of cool, you know. Actually, of course, the uh, article is sort of a uh, the headline's sort of jerky to me. Well, you know? it's
0: Gizmodo, so
1: you know, like they're like they're too cool for school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, um, uh, you know, yeah, you know how that people are. Um let's see if we got anything else here. I think how Oh about this indie
0: yes. retro news article. That's uh, brand this, new. I haven't yeah. seen that so one. So
1: this is uh Oh yeah. Did I not talk about that already? No. Yeah, they've released a well, they who are they, mm-hmm. right? There's a there's an NES emulator that's been released for the Amiga. Wacky, right? Now, it, you have to have a beefy Amiga to run it. Uh, I think they said the minimum would be a um, an O40, right? Uh, and they they suggest an O60, mm-hmm. right? Th- that said. Uh, Beefy, beefy Amigas are becoming more commonplace with yeah. the vampire stuff mm-hmm. and these other cards that have been coming out. So, uh, if you want to, if you want to emulate the NES on your Amiga, you can to a certain degree. I hear they're. You know, I'm sure it's not perfect.
0: It's a work in progress. But how wacky that is! It Boy, is. if
1: this had came out back in the glory days, people had a heart attack. Yeah. Know? Can you imagine that? Of course, Nintendo would have stomped down with a mighty foot. Now,
0: is the O60 was that only
1: available in the 4000? I don't know. I'm sure there was expansions to get you up to it mm-hmm. with, the, say, the, the uh, 1200. Uh, but the, the, those things were so cross, cost prohibitive. Any of the, the 04, I was just, I, they were a blip on my radar because yeah. I was like, I'm never getting that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now you're talking. You know, they're still, you know, that still expensive. But if you've got one, and you want to emulate the NES. It seems like though, if you want to, I guess it's a novelty. I mean, if you've got a I guess if you drop the money to jack up your Amiga, you're going to want to have something to do with it. Yeah, emulate the so. NES would at least be something amusing, right? Uh, you, that you could do. Um, one more item here. Uh, this was sent over, and it's a uh, modern software for creating uh, uh, chip tunes. Uh, I think this was sent over by yeah Adam Bradley sent it over, a good pal Adam, and uh, that's it's exactly what it is. It's making it's it's a software to make chip tunes. Uh, it uh, it looked interesting. You know, I tried my best. I remember back in the day messing around with the OctaMed and, and stuff, trying to figure out how to make music on it. And the problem is, I have no talent and no patience. <laughs> These are the bad things when it comes to stuff like that. And so I right. never could make anything more that was worth a crap. You know, they have uh,
0: they have programs that will automatically take uh, MIDI files. You know, and chip tuneize them. And things like that how bizarre um, I know Earl Green our buddy that does the uh, Odyssey podcast he uh, has sort of a, uh, a, a band he calls it uh, they're called like Cassioca or something like that and uh-huh. anyway he releases these chiptunized versions of all these pop songs and stuff from the 70s and uh, it's a it's a cool thing I like chiptune music uh, one of my favorite bands is YMCK they're a Japanese chiptune band and so Does it uh, stand
1: for something or is they just being amusing? I I don't know,
0: <laughs> you know. Uh, I think it's probably just being amusing. But. You know,
1: speaking of Earl, I I like his I, I like his Odyssey stuff, but he uh, his um he's the fellow that did those Doctor Who books, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you're in a Doctor Who uh he's, the, he's done a couple I mean tomes on on, on Doctor Who that are, are quite I use them when I go back and watch the old stuff, particularly I have I have them standing by. And Earl, Earl seems like a pretty good cab, Never talked to him personally, but I, I like his show. So yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so this actually, I'll go ahead and
0: throw this up here since we've uh, since we're talking about it. This is called Casa Casa Tachi. Uh, let me. And uh, it actually is funny because it's all set up like an Amiga, right? yep. And so um, this is, and, and all this stuff is free, you know. Um, but uh, he, he basically releases these albums of, uh, of chiptune covers of, you know, this one is
1: 70s soft rock hits. <laughs> it's, it's very clever. That's a good idea. Yeah. you ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. So um, what do you get on site updates this week? But we've had a few. Yeah. Um, well, let me check it out here. Um, so the first update,
0: this just came out today, is uh, Dreamcatcher has written an article about the Trolls game on the Amiga.
1: Now, this is a game an that... And Oscar. Yeah, it's a double, it's double trouble. Is it an Oscar well, also? It's, it's, it's a... It, you'd have to read it. It's,
0: it's okay. crazy. But this is a game that I haven't I haven't played yet, but I've read about several times, and I think it should be something that we, we try and review in the future um, just because it is... I mean... It looks it looks okay. I pretty haven't colorful, played it. it. Yeah, yeah. I've and, not
1: played it either. And uh, it's funny, uh, Teresa, my girlfriend, collected troll dolls mm-hmm. back in the day. She had tons of them. I never. I always hated those little freaks. <laughs> but the game, I would say, just from the still shots, it, it looked pretty good. Yeah. I, again, I've not played it either, so we should probably yeah. put it on the list. But it, it
0: reviewed pretty well, which is a good sign. Um, so Dreamcatcher has, has been busy doing that. Uh, Chris Folds, Chris Folds has released uh, an Amigos plays of a. Uh,
1: that popular caveman uh, space taxi delivery. This is the one we played on game. on the uh, Amigathon, right? All right. Um, that was I, I. dug it, boy. Very creative. I mean, oh it yeah, was, it was at the same time as creative and not. Mm-hmm. They they totally torqued the idea of a caveman of the taxi service, but the other stuff they were pretty creative in the way they presented it. Right, so I'll give them that. Right. That's for
0: sure. Now this is this is an article that I actually I somehow didn't see until just now. Um, so I don't know what this is about the turbo touch 360 oh, I I, okay. I
1: read this okay it, it's a crazy it's funny I, I know I've seen one of these in, mm. in, in in the in the real in the real world it's a uh, it's a stick that you don't actually doesn't have a gamepad on it you sort of put your thumb you sort of move your thumb around on uh, like a touch paddy type thing uh, it didn't catch on mm. but uh, uh and there's also so a- there's
0: no uh it's not because you know there was a nes uh thing called the nes max that uh-huh. was sort of like that except you still had like a little disc that you move around but this is nothing yeah this is nothing This is just a, like a trackpad
1: yeah uh, it's it's i, I don't I, I don't if i use what i don't remember it mm-hmm. but i mean i don't know exactly what it, it would feel like but there's nothing there right you know and uh it's just a you know one of those wacky peripherals uh, that uh didn't catch on mm-hmm. and, and and this article goes into the, the uh you know the, the plight of this unfortunate piece of hardware
0: <laughs> you know it's it's funny to think about all of those companies that had uh, third-party joysticks for the consoles and and they were almost always crap
1: yeah you know including the including the amiga team had <laughs> those the <whole>, <laughs> old crazy ones I've still got that wacky one that I've got with that batch of stuff that I'm I'm haven't used yet, it, but I, it's on my list. That's that crazy steering wheel and a weird joy. I got a bunch of weird peripherals with that, so yeah, that's, that's that'll be
0: fun to fool around with. Um, let's see. Uh, Chris Folds put up
1: a, a top Amiga arcade conversions list. Yeah, I looked this over. Um, he, it's pretty good. You know, I, uh, uh, gosh, I didn't agree with all of it, mm-hmm. but I thought it was, you know, he hit most
0: of the big ones. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this is a little off topic for the Amiga site, but uh, the, well, not really, because it was all sort of you know coherent with it. The, the, the CD era was kind of coinciding with the, the height of the Amiga. But um, he wrote about how you know this this uh, this magazine. I think this is a British magazine. Totally poo pooed the uh, the PlayStation the first time they saw it. They call it they call it sad. You know, it almost sounds like some Donald Trump would say. You know, it's um they uh they said you know they, they didn't have anything good to say about it at all and just goes to show you know nobody believed that sony could put out a game system that could compete against you know sony or i mean sega and nintendo well
1: if you if you read that article i mean if you think about the era you can sort of see why oh, they come that to absolutely that, conclusion, that they're, they're a victim of their of their uh own reality at the time it it it's hard to believe that a, 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 a an, an outfit even like Sony could just pop in, especially with and also at the time the CD was a new technology that was mm-hmm. untested really, uh, and they they showed like some of the uh, I think they showed some of the 3DO stuff and some other stuff, and it does it looks like they've got the winning formula. I mean, you you would have been I mean when 3DO came out, everybody thought, thought that was I gonna thought take this off. is going to be the mm-hmm. and they've got the way they did the licensing and stuff. I was like, man, this is going to be a big hit. But then you see that price tag, you know, Sony the price tag. Plus the good system, but I mean the price tag was a big deal. I mean yeah. it sunk the Saturn. Mm-hmm. It sunk. It sunk. It sunk everything. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. that article it
0: was very amusing. Yeah. It, I really when he dug up. Yeah, I really enjoyed reading it. Anything that's got those old scans of magazines, I really like. Uh, Amigos Labs has been busy, uh, especially with this guy, Dataflyer XDS. Tell us about that. Um,
1: X, the XDS is a. Is effectively, it's an external uh, hard drive enclosure for the Amiga Six and Twelve Hundred. Uh, it, it was from our good buddies Dataflyer. The XDS had a uh, crazy cable that hooked onto your internal IDE, and it provided a spot internally for you to hook up the drive internally. Then you run the cable out of it, and the cable uh, brought with it uh, the power and everything. And you ran it into their uh, enclosure, and you could you could uh, hook another two and a half inch drive in, or a three and a half inch drive, which at the time was a big deal because they were cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know and uh, the one i got again on that crazy deal uh the, it worked the uh the uh, three and a half inch drive worked it was booted right up you could also boot off of it it was actually it and today there's not much use for them because of the uh, we're all using compact flash but at the time this would have been a, a quite an awesome little gimmick and it was pretty cheap too when it came out so it's definitely a novelty i'll probably end up selling mine i'm sure somebody can use it but uh it's a uh, it's it's nutty and it and and they're solid. I mean, Datafly. One thing you got to say is their stuff was solid.
0: The last thing I want to uh, bring up is I think that we actually this this might have got lost in the shuffle here at the end of August. This was released. Uh, Kickstart Issue 10,
1: which uh, has the intriguing cover story: the ultimate portable Amiga. Yeah, I read I read this thing. Uh, of course, I always read them cover to cover, but I was particularly interested in this article because I've seen a lot of these little uh, these little do dates coming out uh, that are. Uh, little PCs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, handheld. You know, some are Android, but uh, and some are Windows, and uh, 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 it's intriguing to to think that you could. I mean, I'll, the price point's a little bit above what I would pay, but I like the idea of a uh, of a portable Windows-based system that you could take around mm-hmm. and, and use. I mean, I know everybody's in love with Android to a certain degree, but I mean. A lot of you, you know, I would rather I would rather have a Windows system, Portably, sure. yeah, you know. But uh, and he, get, he has a lot of stuff in that issue. It's great. They're always great, and uh, I think this is probably actually. I mean, I like them all. I think this is the best one he's put out. It's really good. So yeah, I urge you to and free, totally free. Just go download it. It's a great read. Put it on your phone. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah,
0: a, they're in PDF, so you just you know download
1: it and put it wherever you want it. So yeah. And we had um, what else do we have this week? Does that cover everything? I think that that's oh, everything. No, I, I, there's there's some new Amigos plays. Uh, the uh, uh, aside from UG, uh, there was did we mentioned we didn't mention mine, did we? Oh yeah,
0: I, I, <laughs> I purposely left those off because uh, I thought I'll, I'll tell Aaron to talk about it, and then I just forgot to mention it. Yeah, I did. So. I actually
1: got off my fat can this <laughs> week and did something, and uh, I, I I put up uh, I had a playthrough of Turbo Outrun. To complete the outrun trilogy of pain, <laughs> and also I did uh, uh, Tennis Cup Two. Ooh, and uh, that looked good actually. I thought it was that... well. I mean, uh, Tennis Cup Two was interesting that it had uh, it offered split screen, mm-hmm. which uh, again, I, I, I that's not my favorite tennis game on the Amiga, but that's nice. I don't like the angle mm-hmm. of it though. But it's
0: a little bit. It seems like you're you need a little bit more elevation.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, I've got a couple more cooking and. If anyone's out there uh, would like to see anything, uh, drop me a line, and I'm more than willing to take requests yeah. when Amiga's plays, because awesome. I'm I'm feeling the flow. I'm ready to do some, <laughs> some Amiga playing. Well, are you ready to do some uh, game reviewing? Oh, yeah, man. All right. Except they're not reviews,
0: but... I'm going to keep calling them reviews no just because you hate it.
1: These are our personal <laughs> opinions on these games. I'm not, gonna review. I'm not a
0: reviewer. Are you kidding me? So why don't we start things off with Sly Spy.
1: Yeah, so um, these are today's games are both Data East games, which uh, Data East had a ton of great games, and but these are a couple of my favorite arcade games. I'd say I pitched this episode because I, I love these the arcade. Uh, Sly Spy was a uh, was released for the Amiga in '89. Again, this is licensed from Data East. Uh, they had a, you know a ton of games on the Amiga. Uh, They had uh, real Ghostbusters, they had uh, our other game today, which is uh, Dragon Ninja Slice Bad Dudes, Joe and Mac, and a bunch of ABC Sports stuff, they did a bunch of stuff. Uh, This came with two discs, (laughs) Uh, Ocean published it, Uh, and uh, this is a uh, one-player game, and this was done by an outfit called uh, Developer Software Creations, Uh, they did a bunch of stuff on here that you may have heard of, tell me if you've heard of any any of these, they did Bubble Bobble, Uh, They did Bonnet Commando, uh, Gauntlet 3, Ghouls and Ghosts, Jet Set Willy. These are all on the Amiga. They did a lot of good stuff. Um, So this came out on several different platforms. Of course, it was based on the arcade. It came out on the Atari ST, uh, the C64, the Spectrum. So it had a, a... I wouldn't say this was a huge arcade hit, had you heard of this in the arcade? Or ever, never. Had you heard I, this in the, at I, all? I,
0: I had never heard of this game before you mentioned it. Really? And I'd heard of Bad Dudes. I played Bad Dudes on multiple platforms, but never heard of Sly
1: Spy. I'm surprised. I, I really am. Yeah. So, what is Sly Spy? So, basically, and this game has a rep. And the rep is, this is the best James Bond game that ever released that wasn't a James Bond game. Because in this game, you play Sly Spy. He is a... Um, he is a spy. He's mm-hmm. a Bond. He is James Bond. Secret agent. The only difference is he's American and he's, uh, you know, working for, I guess, the CIA or, or, or the Secret Service or whatever. So in this game, this is a this is a game that has multiple levels that offer different types of play. Um, you, play you play sly and you're trying to stop uh, a, uh, 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 an evil plan uh, from, from uh, coming to fruition the outfit you're after is the council of world domination did you know that it's only mentioned a couple times but no. the, this yes, the council for world domination the cwd yeah that's right that's exactly what they're called <laughs> so they send sly to go fight these guys so this game is separated in different levels uh i will say this game has every level that the arcade has which is that's a big deal because uh you know the arc that's what makes the arcade game fun um so, in the first level of this, uh, it, it's a side, we should mention, it's a side-scrolling shooter mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's for all of the part. There's a little bit of going up and down, but not not that much. Um, so, your Sly, in the first part of this year. Is F- your name actually Sly? I think his name is actually, let me look and see if I've got it on my notes here, what his actual name is. Um, I think his name is actually Sly Spy. <laughs> <laughs> when you name that,
0: your career path is kind of chosen for you, I guess.
1: That's right. You know, that's that's why you don't name your kid like Drunken Stripper. Right. You know, you're not setting a good precedent <laughs> for the child. So, in the first level of this, they jump you out an airplane overwatched, and there's been a bomb set. And there are tons of the world domination council is a crap of terrorists that are going to, you know, shoot shoot stuff. So, you follow an airplane. And in the first level, you're actually. Um, Shooting other terrorists, I, I'm assuming that thirty uh, uh, terrorist planes have flown in, and they're just dro- littering <laughs> just, the sky yeah. with bad guys. And so, on your way down, you're shooting these guys, uh, and your gun looks just like a Walter PPK. It's, ex- I mean, the guys wearing a tuxedo. It's the mm-hmm. exact same crap. Because
0: I mean, that's what you wear when you jump out of a plane.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, so you, uh, as you're falling, you shoot these guys. Eventually, your chute pops open. And there's a big American flag, and this is a play on, I believe it was View to a Kill, where Bond popped his parachute skiing off a cliff, mm-hmm. and it had the the, the British flag, on yeah, it. which was which was awesome. That was Roger Moore, and uh, so I mean everything in this game is uh, uh, is ripped off slash an homage to uh, to the James Bond movies. So you land in the first scene, the second scene you're in front of the Lincoln Monument, which is pretty coolly rendered, and in this scene you're just running back and forth mostly to the right and terrorists are just running up to you and trying to shoot you or lobbing little uh bullet bombs at you and you just shoot them i mean there's some big terrorists on oh, the case of this big fat terrorist will try to hit you with a barrel mm-hmm. right why not all Right? so you get past these guys you move on to a, a level where you're climbing on a boat all Right? I, I, no, it, no the, you the get a the motorcycle sorry oh, yeah. so if you've seen uh, i want to see i'm trying to think which movie had bond on a motorcycle uh but this motorcycle has got a gun mounted on the front the other and there are of course terrorists have gun motorcycles they're coming after you and at the end of that level you shoot a guy in a car and in this clown car where two guys have rifles and the third guy has a bazooka all crammed into this compact and then uh you uh get off that and you go to a boat and you're again you're run- this sort of reminds me of rolling thunder mm-hmm. you are played that yeah. game oh yeah I bet you're a fan of that. Yeah, that. I do so, like Rolling Thunder. Wasn't that a Thunder. big NES game? Yeah, yeah. Does mm-hmm. this remind you of it? It so does. Much? Mm-hmm. Um, same guys, right? Didn't Data East do that one right. as well? Right. Yeah. The, you know, the, the the big
0: difference with Rolling Thunder is that <clears throat> it moves as much vertically as it does right, horizontally. Right. But the the gameplay is very similar.
1: And I believe at the end of this level was when you fight Jaws. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, mm-hmm. if you've seen uh, I, Jaws, was in a couple Bond films, but the one I think of is uh, is uh, Moonraker. He was in. And Jaws is the... Now, not the Jaws, the no, shark, no, like you're the, fighting no, right no. now. Then, no, so Jaws <laughs> is the guy, is the villain that has the big metal teeth. Yeah. He's a big, huge guy. He was played by, um, oh boy, Richard... Hervé Ke- Richard Keel. Richard Keel, name? yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, who's the uh, quintessential huge guy. And uh, He
0: just recently passed he away. He did,
1: he did. He was in Happy Gilmore. He was in Wild Wild West. He was in Twilight Zone. He played one of the Kennemans. Uh, he put, a bunch of times he was in Twilight Zone, so he was been in everything. He, if you ever seen Ego, he was he was yeah. You ever seen Ego? I know what an Ego is. He's a caveman. He was a he played a caveman. He's you, good at that. No speaking. Do you know what an Ego is? An Ego? Yeah. no, e, no Ego?
0: Nope. What is it? It's uh, when you win the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony. It's the ultimate.
1: Has anybody ever done that? Whoopi
0: Goldberg.
1: Whoopi Goldberg won a Tony. Yep. Oh, For uh, she won a Grammy. Yeah. For what?
0: I have no idea, but she's one of the she's an egot recipient. Oh, good grief! Yeah,
1: well, i show you where that's gone. Anyhow, wow, what a weird <laughs> sidetrack. So you beat Jaws, right? Then not you, the shark. You beat him right. later. And then you go. Now some of these are going to start getting fuzzy because I haven't gotten this far that often. But then you go underwater. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've seen Bond movies, of course, you know you got to go underwater. You know, and you and so Bond fights, and there's tons of terrorists underwater. And at the end of this <laughs> level, you fight Jaws, the shark. <laughs> now this is. <laughs> you gotta have a lot of guts just to put that in there. You know, so Jaws and by the way, this is now better than the Jaws game we reviewed. It, it's funny because the,
0: the when you when you're fighting Jaws, it's very similar to when you fight Jaws in the NES game. The sprites are bigger, your guy your guy is the size of Jaws, which is odd because Jaws I think is much larger than a human. But
1: Yeah, you would think um, so. But hey, maybe this is like Jaws' son or right. something. So you kill this guy. And then uh, at this point, I guess uh, the scene's a little blurry, but I know uh, you end up fighting Odd Job, who is the he's guy. The, the guy with the hat. If right? you ever saw Goldfinger, he's the guy that that throws his hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, which I love. That's one of my favorites. You know. So again, this is all ripped straight out of, yeah. out, of a, out of a Bond film.
0: I've never actually seen
1: any of the James Bond movies as ever. Far, any of them? I
0: think I saw the one. I saw the one with Halle Berry in it. Oh, that's probably the best one, right?
1: Let's just move on. Well, okay. I'm just wondering. You almost she, she almost got a spinoff movie from that. Really? Yeah. Then they realized everybody hated it and her. And you're like, <laughs> well, maybe that's not a good
0: idea. Um. Did uh, did what was special? I mean, how did Odd Jobs Hat kill people exactly? It had
1: a it had a razor brim. Hmm. You know, if you ever seen the movie, which, if you, I, I'm assuming a lot of people here have seen a lot of Bond movies, but maybe they haven't. If you ever if you're going to sit down and watch one Bond movie. Goldfinger would not be the worst. It's a tremendous film, and that's the one Oddjob's in. I-Job, uh Oddjob, at the beginning, uh, bon, or at one point Bond is screwing around with Ark Goldfinger, and Oddjob's his, like, manservant. And he says, Oddjob, ting, and he points at the statue, and Oddjob takes out a hat and whips it over and cuts the head off the statue. Mm. Now, the head doesn't come back. It's not like oh, Captain okay. America's shield. I, don't, <laughs> I thought that was in how In the it... game, it does. It, it comes right back like a yo-yo. <laughs> right. But, no, it doesn't do that. Okay. It's it, it just all it's got is a razor brim. So, that's cool. You know, it's, it's a shame they couldn't work Knick-Knack into the game. That was Hervey Villachez. Mm. I don't know if you knew that no. or you just being smart. Yeah, Hervey Villachez played Knick-Knack in The Man with the Golden Gun. Now, what was Knick-Knack's power? His, he was the manservant for the guy with the golden gun. So he didn't really. He didn't. Did he, he didn't have any devious. Oh, he was of, devious. He was super devious. Okay. He was just like this guy's like just one the right hand man. Yeah. Um. But uh. Anyway, so and I speak of the golden gun. I guess we should get this out of the way. As you go to this game, you collect parts of a gun, mm-hmm. and it's the golden gun, all right, which is uh, taken from the man with the golden gun. If you have ever seen that movie, which is which is a, a, a great. Is a the great golden
0: gun actually made of gold? It. it
1: well it, i think it shoots gold bullets mm. i can't remember if it's actually made again it's lot it's a big gun i mean mm-hmm. in the movie it was it it was multiple pieces and it was made out of like an ink pen and i and i it's how i get it through customs you mm-hmm. know like a, a cigarette holder and an ink pen much and he disassembled it oh you know okay. and and uh, and that was the golden gun but it just shot one bullet that's all he needed scaramanga one bullet one kill mm. uh but uh um anyway so they, they've taken that from there so anyway you make your way through this game, there's underground tunnels and there's a guy there at the end you're in a missile silo and there's a you know, you ready to shoot a missile. And then you fight the main bad guy who runs the council for world domination and he's behind this shield and there's, there's there's like spikes coming down on you, you have to shoot the shield. Shield goes up, you go kill this guy, wham bam bobs your uncle. And then the ending of this game stinks. It just says like, Good job. You know, you're like, oh. Well, the
0: ending is kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, no Because kidding. you shoot through the shield, which basically you just shoot the shield hard, a lot of times yeah. in a row. And then the, the the bad guy doesn't even put up a fight. He just stands there. You shoot him. He dies. He's, well,
1: I mean, there have been a lot of Bond villains that were just regular guys. That's why you employ all of these stooges. Oh, uh, yeah. And this game has what I call the Data East ending, where once you get to the ending you've got to go back and fight all like a lot of the bad guys yeah we're in a it. boss rush except for the shark doesn't
0: come back <laughs> which is a shame that he couldn't make an appearance wearing I will, like a like a, a diver suit or something
1: one thing i do like about this game well there's a bunch of things but one of the things aside from the bad guys is occasionally you'll be attacked by two Bengal tigers for some reason <laughs> like i believe the first <laughs> thing they show up is on the docks uh-huh. it's just like where the hell these come from <laughs> right off the boat it's like Bingo. jaws has a couple tigers and the thing is that just, you just shoot them and then, a lot super tigers, right. but not, of all the weird things, and Bad News has the same situation. So, anyway, Run and Gun Game. Um, again, this is your first experience with this. So, what did you what did you think of the of the of the um, plot or the or the you know the uh, story of the game? what did you think of the game itself?
0: Well, I like I like. Everything about the presentation, um, I think that the graphics in this game are quite good, especially in the first level when you parachute into the city and you see all of Washington below you. Um, Once you get into the levels, it's kind of your standard fare. The graphics are are really nothing special. I wish that they could have done more with maybe parallax scrolling in the backgrounds or something like that. Um, But they were working with an arcade port, so the the arcade doesn't really set the world on fire with its backgrounds these games did not have that. Um, My. I'll, uh, I want to keep going with positive. I like the fact that you're you're building this gun. You know, you're it's not just like you're picking up a smart bomb. You, you're you're assembling something that makes sense. Um, I actually didn't mind the HUD in this one. Uh, Amiga Games, as Dreamcatcher has has noted in his wonderful article. Are sometimes famous. They they were able to keep the speed more accurate to the arcade by making the the field of action smaller and then populating the rest of the screen with sometimes blank space, but sometimes they fill it with useful information. And at least with this one, everything that's down there is useful. There's not anything that's that's useless. And some of the things are kind of clever, like the level timer is displayed as your watch. You know, uh, your the golden gun is in a gun case. Uh, you've got uh, the the map, uh, or I'm sorry the the gun you're currently shooting is in a a gun case. The status of the the golden gun assembly is shown on a laptop screen. Uh, Of course, you've got your health and your ammo bar. So I don't have a problem with the HUD. It didn't detract from the experience for me. Um, what did detract from the experience is the amount of cheap, cheap, cheap shots that you take all the time in this game. There are so many unavoidable <laughs> like encounters. That, like, like that missile
1: in the back of the, <laughs> right, the zip line. Right.
0: I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And this game was designed to be a quarter sucker. So, I mean, they, it was it was programmed with that in mind. It's just a shame that when they were doing the Amiga port, they didn't do anything to sort of mitigate
1: that. I, uh, uh, I agree with what you said to the most part. I, I don't like the HUD. I, it's because it's, I mean, how many times have we, we've, uh, um, we've called back to that Dreamcatcher article over and over mm-hmm. because it was so dead on about these unnecessary HUDs. The arcade version doesn't have this HUD. You've got the exact same information. Don't need the HUD. Now, if the HUD was there to, uh, if, if you couldn't have had this game play as well as it does without the HUD, I can tolerate. I'm going to go on that assumption. But the HUD adds, to me, it adds nothing. It's just there. And it's, as, it's almost as big as the play field. It is. You know, um, that said, music great.
0: Oh, I forgot about the music. Um, you're right; the music is fantastic. The, uh,
1: the graphics are are really good, considering uh, what you're. I mean, these are it's pretty it's pretty close to the arcade. You know, they kept uh, all the content in, for the most part. Uh, the uh, it's it it's still fun. It feels like the arcade game. The, the arcade game is, I mean, uh, uh, slide doesn't exactly. He's not sprinting around the screen. Mm-hmm. He's sort of. I mean, Bond is not what you would call a speed guy. He's more of a s- slow moving guy. Yeah. He's sort of slow, and that's what. And that's what this guy's. When you're underwater, you feel even slower. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, the. Uh, uh, it's just. It's a dopey game. That, that it's fun. That's one thing I like about both these games. They're you know in the arcade. They're just fun. Sort of silly games mm-hmm. that you play. I love the callbacks to all the Bond stuff. I honestly don't know. I guess they just want to pay the money, but you could have stuck a Bond license on this, changed the flag in the opening scene, and you could have called this James Bond Arcade, and it would have. That's probably what they should have done when they released it at home. They should have just relabeled it, you know. Well,
0: it's funny because the only reason why I think they didn't do that was maybe just the you know the estate of uh, Ian Fleming or whoever. You know, didn't want to have any video games based on this property because there are no James Bond games, right? There's
1: tons of them.
0: Are you nuts? Really? Yes. Well, I mean, there's there tons were, and tons there, of There them. was some game on the N64 that I believe made a little bit of a <laughs> yes, splash. Yes, yes. I but knew. From, Thank
1: God you were being sarcastic. From, from, I about had a heart attack. But,
0: I mean, from at this time, what was the first game listed on your. Do you have a list of the Bond games? I these, don't have a the, list the of Bond, Bond games because I can't I can remember any from the. The Amiga has
1: more than this. A light, they have like, there's a games on here. Uh, and and they and they've been. I mean, uh, the Xbox had them. But yeah, the that's, that's had I'm them. talking about eight and sixteen Oh yeah, they era. had the driving games that were based on. I'm trying to think of exactly what movie it was. Because again, movie. Spy Hunter. You know, like it's kind of a James Bond thing. It is. It's funny that that game could be a driving segment in this game. Mm-hmm. Just put, put them together. Uh, but no, there are tons of James Bond games that are, and they're not that good. You know, that's the that's the thing. They're. They're uh, just generic, you know. I'm trying to think of. I think like I think it was a spy who loved me for your eyes only, or one of those. Uh, it, it, there's at least a couple that are that are that are that they turn into games. And just and I played them, and I was just like, that's how memorable they are. I don't remember what they are, but I remember this. This takes all the fun parts of being James Bond and lets you do them. The only thing this doesn't have. Is and it. I mean, it's got kind of a motorcycle drive, but you don't get to drive like the Aston Martin or something like that. That would have been kind of cool. But I mean, at least they did put something in there for driving. It doesn't have a skiing level. Mm-hmm. That would have been kind of cool. But I mean, still, it's a pretty big game. Right. You know, you could run through the whole game. I was telling Boat uh, in in about twenty in about twenty minutes, and uh, you know that's not bad. You know, uh, it's hard. It, the Amiga version is uh, I would put the difficulty on par with the arcade. I mean, it's pretty tough. Uh, it's got, of course, it's, you've got up for jump, you know, the same old story. But in this game, it works. Uh, in fact, it's I think, in, in to some degree, it actually, I'm not gonna say it makes it better, but I, I had n- no control problems on this one. Uh, and but like I said, I, I like everything about it, with the exception of the HUD. Uh, I, I think it's a real solid port. Great music, and it, I mean, it's. I remember I was telling Boat earlier when I when I first got this game. Uh, on the Amiga, I could not, I couldn't believe it how close it was the arcade, and it seemed like it came out. I mean, it was it came out pretty quick, and uh, uh, and it was uh, it was so close, you know. So I got to give I'll give them all the credit in the world. Now, of course, we ran down the developer here, uh, so you know it's not like they got like uh, you know some schleppy developer to do it. I mean, these guys were pretty competent. Mm-hmm. they had done a lot of good ports in the past, and they did a good job here, you know. So overall, I dig it. I really like it, so there you go. All right. What do you think? Yeah, I, the high I, sign on this one. Yeah, I, I like it.
0: Um, it's it, it's it's a very competent port of a uh,
1: of a, a data east uh, you know beat 'em up arcade game. I will say this, and I just I, I, one thing: I, I, the Golden Gun adds very little. <laughs> I will say because it, it doesn't last very long. Mm-hmm. When you get the Golden Gun, it gives you it gives you these big kind of weird looking shots like ovals, but I mean. You can still get killed. It's not like you're invincible. I think back to a game. Do you remember a game called Heavy Barrel? Mm-hmm. That's another game where you was spent the whole game assembling this weapon. Brother, when you got the Heavy Barrel, you were doing some damage. You know That made a big deal. And this, the, getting the golden gun, I mean, it's it's better than your regular gun, but it's not like this the best thing you ever saw. I mean, that, that's for sure. So I will say that was something I, di- I didn't think was that big a deal. Um, I did a little eBay look on this, and uh, it's funny. The... Uh, the, the uh, stuff I saw uh, were boxed. You can get this game. The I only saw this game came out in a compilation from the Hit Squad. Uh, twenty bucks to get that compilation. Um, you can get the discs for twenty three bucks, but I didn't see any actual boxed versions of just this game that were that were had been around. So if you've got one, that that's it. may maybe kind of hard to find. So there you go. All right. So that was our look at Sly Spy. And then we ran into some difficulty here, technical difficulties, folks, uh, with some level stuff and some, uh, you know, there were some alignments that aligned and, and, and some paradigms shifted. And so what we're gonna do, and since we were running along, we're gonna make this a two-part episode. So you just watched our Sly Spy section of our Data tribute, and next week, we are going to have a look at Bad Dudes. And have a good in-depth look at that. In fact, we might even stick in another day to east if we, if we don't have enough c- content to fill. And
0: next week, uh, we're going to put up a an additional Amigos plays of Bad Dudes. This time it will be properly
1: emulated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we had some technical issues uh, tonight. All the way around with Bad Dudes. Anyway, I you mean, at it. we were talking about cunning ways to phrase mm-hmm. this, but truth be told, we we did the whole episode and then realized that the, everything from Bad Dudes forward didn't work right. Yeah. So. And we
0: want to thank uh, Hasifa, um, on, uh, on the chat there uh, to inform us. It's better. I'm really glad that he was here hanging out with us to let us know um, because if he wasn't there, then I would have put this up and it would have been real, real bad. So um, thank you, Hasifa, and I'd like to thank uh, our um, Patreon supporters. And I'm going to do this in the best Sammy Kershaw tradition. Christopher hassel Ravi. Abba, Chris Dreamcatcher Lawrence O'Rourke, Graham W. Vabkeby, <laughs> Brady Dowdy, Elaine Dinson, Adam Battersby O'Brien's Retro Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, tapes from the crib, Josh Nan, Will Williams, Adam Bradley. Neil, Mansell, Jonas, Rulo, THT, Eric, Nelson, Kim, Tommy, Humber, Stad, Daniel, Binksen, Brutal, Barracuda, Derek Coles, Jason, Warrens, Pixels, of Don, Kilbjorn,
1: Barman. He phoned that last part in there. Who was this a tribute to? That was Sammy Kershaw. I, have Major, no, I don't
0: know who that is. Mater, the queen of my double-wide trailer with the that's polyester the curtains. So no one knows who that guy is. Huh? Everybody knows. Name. He is world famous. Can you world name famous.
1: anything else he did aside from that trailer song? He's a one-hit wonder. Well, so he did nothing else. That doesn't mean that he's not world famous. If anyone else has ever heard of this guy, let me know, because I live near Double wise and I know no idea who he is. Oh, he's great. Good grief! And you really th- phoned in the end of that.
0: Well, I ran out of I ran out of music, oh. so I had to. I there had was to music.
1: That's
0: what I do. Turn it up, but I can't hear yeah. it. <laughs> so next week, guys, we are going to be playing Bad Dudes. We will see you then. Until next week, adios. Dude.